2020 did not go as expected. That is like the understatement of the century. I am not exaggerating, am I? Don't you remember thinking, okay, 2020 is going to be so cool. It's going to be an incredible year. Don't you remember thinking that at the beginning of 2020? Like, oh my gosh, we're in our 20s now. We're going through our teens and we're growing up and it's going to be a great year. Not so much. Somebody I heard recently described 2020 as it's like it's looking both ways to cross the street and then getting hit by a submarine. It has been a crazy, hectic, scary, and sad year for a lot of us. How do we know that as we stand here in 2021 today, how do we know 2021 is not going to be just the same? How do we know 2021 is going to be better? You can say, well, it can't get any worse. And as some of you are saying, it can't get any worse. But truthfully, we don't know. We don't know what this year is going to hold any more than we knew 20, what, what 2020 was going to hold. And we can honestly say there are going to be some unpredictable things that happen in 2021. So if you found yourself rocked by 2020, if you found multiple aspects of your life that were changed and challenged and impacted by 2020, like your family life, like for sure your work life, maybe even in your relational world and probably your spiritual life. If following God was a struggle because of what was going on around you, you might need a reset. You might need a reset because since we don't know what the upcoming year is gonna hold, we need to be prepared for anything, right? And the best way to be prepared for anything is this, to have such a strong life on the inside, in my interior world, that whatever happens on the outside, you're not gonna get pulled off track, you're not gonna get distracted, you're not gonna have your world challenged and impacted and rocked like 2020 did. So, here's what we're gonna do to start this year out. We're starting a brand new series called Re. Set And we are going to look at five areas of our lives that probably need a reset, that if we can refocus, if you can refocus here, it will allow for a great 2021, no matter what this year brings. So we're going to start with the first and the most profound area. We need a reset with God. We need a reset with God. Now, maybe you're in a place where you're feeling really tight with God and you're feeling like you're in lockstep with him. And that is great if that's where you are. But maybe you're more like uh, what a friend of mine told me one time. He said, you know, God and I are like, it's like we're sitting in a room together, but neither one of us is speaking to each other. Or maybe you feel more like when I took a trip uh, across the world, like I, I took a trip to Russia one time and I was halfway around the world from my family. And I knew that they were there. I knew that they were back home, but I felt so far away from them. I felt so alone. Maybe that's how you feel when it comes to you and God right now. And if that's you, I think that you're gonna see yourself in this story that I wanna share with you today from the Bible. It's about a man named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus had spent his last year, when we catch up to him, as a lawyer, as someone who was working with people to try to find justice. He was hearing cases, he was representing people. 
He had also spent the last year of his life as a Pharisee, and basically a Pharisee Pharisee is like a a professional religious person. That's what he did. He had to know the answers to everything. He had to know the law. He had to know the scriptures backwards and forwards. And with all of those things going on in his life, Nicodemus one day found himself feeling distant from God. He found himself knowing that, realizing that there's distance between him and God, and it probably was, was less like the, hey, God and I are in the same room, and more like the feeling of it feels like God is on the other side of the world from me. It's something that I know you have felt. It's something that we have all felt. But if we can take what he does in this story and we can apply it to our lives, you can restart, you can reset your relationship with God no matter what this year brings. Here's how the story begins. It says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God for no one could perform the signs you're doing if God were not with them. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now, Nicodemus does some, he does some things here. He goes at night to see Jesus. Now maybe he had just gotten off of work and that was the only time he could go. It's also possible, and I tend to think this, that he went to see Jesus because he didn't want anyone else to see what he was doing, that he had this conflict going on. He's a Pharisee, remember, a professional religious person. He was somebody who was supposed to have all the answers who people went to to ask questions and he would give them his wisdom. And he was going to talk to Jesus, this guy who was already controversial in that community. And what I'll say is this, one thing that can keep you from seeking God in 2021 is your own pride. One thing that can keep you from seeking God is your own pride. Pride says things like this, I got it all together. Or at least I gotta appear like I have it all together because I can't let other people see that I don't have it all together, so I have it all together. I'm just gonna put out that impression. Pride also says I have all the answers. I know the answers to all my questions. I don't have any questions. I have all the answers that I need. Pride also says I don't want people to know that I don't know everything. I don't want people to know that I have questions of my own, that I don't have all the answers myself. And maybe Nicodemus felt something like that. And so he had that, I, I, I wanna go, I wanna ask these questions and yet I don't want anyone to see me. And so he goes to Jesus at night and he approaches him and at least he was honest on the inside with himself because he was saying, I don't have everything I need right now. I, I don't have it all together. There has to be more to life than, than this. I need God, I just don't know where to find him. In other words, Nicodemus was hungry enough to seek God out. He was hungry enough to seek him out and when life had gotten overwhelming for Nicodemus, he, he did that. And I've found myself doing the same thing too, like when life has gotten overwhelming at different points in my life for me. I remember back in high school when I was a high school student in a complicated world and it felt overwhelming or when I got to college and I was trying to figure out who I was and what I was gonna be and what I wanted to do and there were moments where life got overwhelming or getting married, having kids. I mean, that is a recipe for being overwhelmed a lot of the time. 
going through a significant loss, you just get overwhelmed. And so many times I've ended up right where Nicodemus was and find myself, found myself saying, I, I need God. I need God. There's got to be more to life than this. So Nicodemus seeks out Jesus, and I love that he seeks him out in person. He goes to him personally, and they have this one-on-one conversation that Jesus invites, and then he does something else. How can someone be born when they're old, Nicodemus asks. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, you hear its sound, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. So so you find Nicodemus asking Jesus two questions, and the, the first question really exposes his lack of understanding. The second question exposes his, his doubt. And Jesus answers him, but, but let me get to the main point. He asks the questions anyway. Nicodemus was bold enough to ask his questions. He was bold enough to ask his questions and bring those to Jesus. I like to ask questions too. I'm a naturally curious person and sometimes when you ask a question, you can mean it a certain way and people take it another way. Like, like sometimes I have to clarify why I'm asking, like, like when I'm asking a question to my friends or to my family or to our staff team, like I have to clarify why I'm asking the question. I have to sometimes even say, hey, it's not personal. I'm not trying to, I'm not questioning you. I just want to get to the answer. I just want to know the answer to this question. And occasionally, even if I think my question is for the right reason, I won't ask it. Like, like, I just won't ask it because I'm afraid of the response that I might get or how it makes me sound. But Nicodemus might have had all those same fears, but he cuts through all of it and he asks his questions to Jesus, no matter what they are, no matter how raw they were, no matter how dumb they might have sounded to, to him. And there is great truth in that for us. If Jesus is alive and Christians believe that he is, And if Jesus can hear you and Christians believe that he does, then like Nicodemus, you can take your questions to him. You can, and you can trust that he hears you. The story goes on. Jesus says, you're Israel's teacher, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe, Jesus says, if I speak to you of heavenly things? Now Jesus speaks some strong words to Nicodemus. You might even see those as harsh words to him. He says, you call yourself a teacher. You're the one who's supposed to be teaching people. You don't even understand these things yourself. But Nicodemus could tell the difference between someone who was, who was honestly criticizing and challenging him and someone who was just trying to like ridicule him with his questions. He was humble enough to listen to what Jesus said. Nicodemus was humble enough to listen to what Jesus said. We, we know this because of what we find out later about Nicodemus that I'll tell you in just a minute. We know that he heard Jesus because of the impact that Jesus had on Nicodemus' 
life. And, and Jesus recognizes that he has Nicodemus' attention. He has his attention, that, that he recognizes that Nicodemus is humble, that he's honestly seeking him out. He's earnestly asking his questions. And so Jesus says, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. In the clearest way that I can, I'm gonna explain to you why I am here. I'm gonna explain to you what I am doing. And I'm gonna give you the answer that you seek. And then Jesus gives us the clearest, most precise most incredible picture of the gospel of the good news when he turns to Nicodemus and he says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Jesus is like, here's why I've come. Because God loves the world and God loves you, Nicodemus. He's offering you life forever with him. He's offering you eternal life that starts now and goes into eternity and he just wants you to trust him. That's what he's inviting you to. I know what you've been through in your life. I know what the ups and downs. I know what you've been trying to do. I know that you've been trying to be very religious. God just wants you to trust him, to relent, to surrender to give yourself over to him so that you can have a relationship with him together. I'm not here to condemn you, Nicodemus. I'm here to save you. And Nicodemus was ready enough to respond with faith. He was ready enough to respond with faith. We, we know this because in the immediate words, we don't even hear from Nicodemus again in this story, but for a little while, he disappears from John's view, who's writing this gospel, but then he shows up a couple of times later, and the, the, the last time he shows up, it's right after Jesus was crucified, hung on a cross, right after he died, and the disciples had scattered. They had run away. They had turned their backs on Jesus, and everybody had left, but Nicodemus walks up with another man named Joseph of Arimathea, who owned a tomb, and they go and they claim Jesus' body off the cross in front of everybody, and they prepare him for burial, and they bury him in a proper way in a tomb. And in that, Nicodemus risks everything that he'd built in his life to show his alignment with Jesus, who he had come to believe was the Messiah, and who had changed Nicodemus' life forever because Nicodemus was brave enough to seek him out. He was brave enough to ask his questions and he was brave enough to accept the answers that he got even if that meant he had to change his whole life and orient himself around Jesus now. Who really knows what 2021 is gonna bring? None of us do. There's one thing you can be certain of though and that is that you can have and you can begin this year with a relationship with God that will take you through everything that this year brings. You can reset with 
him. And I'm speaking to you whether you have a relationship with God now or not. Even if you're already a follower of Jesus, you probably need a reset too. But wherever you are, if you want to reset with God, you need to do the things that Nicodemus does. Be hungry enough to seek God out. Just just be hungry enough to seek God out no matter what. Be bold enough. Be bold enough to ask your questions. Ask your honest questions to him. He invites them. He wants them. He wants you to bring those to him because he wants you to bring yourself. He wants you to bring yourself with all your doubts, all your questions, all your worries, your whole heart to him. Be humble enough then to listen to what he says. Be humble enough to listen to what Jesus says. And then be ready. Be ready to respond with faith. Let's pray. God, I want to pray your blessing on everyone who is listening to this right now as we stand at the beginning of another year. Would you help us focus on the the main things this year and forget the rest? Would you help us to major on the majors and Minor on the minors, the most major thing being our relationship with you. There were many of us who need a reset this year when it comes to you. And if that's where you are today, you can simply pray this prayer with me. God, I want to surrender my heart and my life to you. As we step into a new year, I don't know what it's going to bring, God, but you do. You hold this year in your hands and you hold my life in your hands too. So I wanna put my life at your feet. I wanna give myself over to you knowing that you know the way. You're not surprised by anything. And if I trust you, God, then I have no worries. God, would you just take my life, reset my relationship with you. Let's start anew and fresh because you say, God, that your mercies are new every day morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your compassion for us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.